0: Hey Bryce Boo, it's your girl Figgy from Survivor Millennials vs Gen X. It's been a while, so I just wanted to hop on here to tell you I love you, and I'm so proud of you and your podcast and all the great things you're doing in 2020, or continuing to do
1: in 2020. I hope I see you soon, and I even hope that I might be able to pop in on your podcast sometime. But until then, it's a it's a it's a purple pants podcast.
0: Yes. Sir. <laughs>
2: Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Isaiah. And what is going on? Whew, let little minute. I am so excited to record this podcast for a multitude of reasons. One of them being that we are back together because you know, we go together. If you are just tuning in, welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast. If you're a new listener, what's popping? And guess what? We go together now. But if you could do me a favor, if you could subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, if you could maybe give me a five star rating, if you could write a review, if you could tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, because you already know Issa, Issa, Issa. So what's been going on with y'all? How is everyone doing? Mm, 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 mm. Let me, whew, let me just start the podcast off by saying, let me wet the whistle. Now this week I'm wetting the whistle. Whew. With a little Gatorade, okay, baby boy, got to get his electrolytes up. Is that right? Electrolyte? Is it electrolytes or electro electric lights? Yeah, electrolytes. That sound right? Yeah. Hold on. Ooh. Mm-mm-mm-mm. oh busy as a bee. I had a jam-packed weekend. Now I didn't plan much this weekend because. It was Wendy's birthday, so I didn't really want to do too much. I wanted to make myself available, you know, for what the birthday boy wanted to do, so I just had a, a cool, calm, relaxing, you know what's going on. you know, just, you know, treat myself, you know, because we're always so busy running around. But one of my friends hit me up this weekend and was like, you want to go to the millennial tour? Now, I was like, no, wait a minute. It's not a pay week. So I got they was like, "Nah, I got some tickets. Come to the millennial tour. Now, if you guys don't know what the millennial tour is, um, it is. I don't know if you all remember B2K. Bump, bump, bump. Okay, ah, oh, little Morion, but you know Morion got rid of B2K, and now he's headlining it with Bow Wow. You know Ashanti, Foolish, Baby, 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 Baby. I love it when you say my. Okay, we had Ashanti, you had the Yin Yang, Yang Twins, Yin Yang Twins. She leaky, she so Okay, listen, the Yin Yang Twins was there. We had Pretty Ricky, let me grind on you. They had Sammy, they had Soldier Boy. You now, let me tell you. So basically, it's like all of like the, the 90s R&B hip-hop, you know, from the millennials. So I had me a good old time. When I tell you I was cutting up, I was cutting a rug. I had a great time and it was so unexpected. And so sometimes I feel like in life, we some things come up and you be like, "Mm, I don't want to do it. I'm going to just stay home. But in other times, I feel like we have to like say yes to some things. If somebody invites you to something like just go, go with the flow, because it's those unexpected moments that you have literally the best time. Like I had so much fun. I like crawled into the house at like 430 in the morning now, because this is another thing that I am so excited. We sprung forward. Okay, now normally. okay, be honest. Normally, I'm never excited about spring for. I'm always excited to fall back and get an hour. But, so we sprung forward this weekend, so we lost the hour of sleep time, but we gained an hour of sunlight, and I am so excited for it. I was open with you guys about, like, you know, my seasonal affective disorder that I self-diagnosed myself with, and, you know, just, you know, the winter time comes, and, you know, baby boy being a funk, and, like, I really felt like this funk this year took a hold of me. It, it, was, it was on my back. I was trying to wrestle it off. I was rolling on the floor I couldn't get it off me and I was like you know trying to put on a, a great face but you know I am in a much better place but now that I know that we have sprung forward now that I you know spring ain't here yet but I could hear her spring spring are you there can you hear me cause I know you're coming so I'm just so excited to have more sunlight Um, it just puts me in a better spirit I am like ready to take on the world so you know I was out having a good time and a good friend of the show Nas he runs uh, six eight events he had a little event so I said you know after the millennial tour you know my friends went home I said well child let me just go on out have me a little cocktail so I went out to to that event so much fun so so many people I knew had a great time next thing I know it's three in the morning I'm like oh my god what's going on so uh, baby boy had a weekend then the next day was when DZ's birthday and he was like out of town for a charity event and so I wanted to you know you know me, I love any reason to celebrate anybody. I listen if it's a holiday, if it's a birthday, if listen, if you just want to barbecue in the backyard, I'm with it, okay? Uh one of my friends, Sarah, she always she always barbecues in the springtime. So I literally I look like, you want to barbecue, let's go. Or my good 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 friend, her dad. Um her dad his name is named Mr. D. Now, Mr. D, now he could grill Ooh, you get my mouth wet. Mm. They just barbecue just because. And so I just you know, I'm, I'm about to re- we Purple Pants Podcast. Should we do a Purple Pants Podcast barbecue or something? I'm feeling the spirit. But anyway, I just love any time to celebrate. So I knew that Wendell was like out of town and coming back on his birthday, so I had to get up early. It was already early when I got home, so I wanted to decorate his apartment because I feel like you know people in your life that are important to you should celebrate them. So surprise him with a little thing at his apartment, and then we were going to Top Golf, um, which is yeah, you know me, I don't know much about golf. You know, I'm not Tiger. Okay? But we went to this place called Guff, which is basically like a, a a driving range. But it's like, you know, you can have cocktails, you can eat food. And so, like, all of, like, Wendell's friends and family came together. We surprised him with a cake. And, you know, before the night was over, I had to smash baby boy in the face with some cake. Happy birthday, bitch. So, it was just very, very a long weekend. Baby boy is tired. So, I am wetting the whistle with some electrolytes with some Gatorade this week. Okay. But don't worry. I'll be wetting the whistle very, very, very soon. But I'm excited for this week's episode. Um, So we, let's just give you a little rundown. We got the church announcements um, this week on the menu. Uh, We have Survivor News, 60 Days In, and Love After Lockup. Now, mind you, I always tell you guys to write reviews on, you know, the Apple Podcasts or wherever, DM me, let me know what you think. And I read the reviews a lot of the time, and some people are just like, you know, I don't listen to the shows that you watch, but I love your review. And then some people are like, you know, and actually I had saw the review on Apple Podcasts um, and... And I believe it was from, like, John from the STL. So, John, if you're listening to this Purple Pants Podcast, shoot me an email at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. Because I thought your uh, your uh comment was interesting. And I love, like, you know, constructive criticism. And so, I really want to try to keep, you know, the Purple Pants Podcast, you know, mainstream and straight to the point. Now, some weeks, baby boy can talk longer than others. But I really want to give you the content that you want to hear from me. You know, because we go together. But, so, that is going to be the menu this week. And then we got the Purple Pants picks. We got advice with bro. Bryce. We got Barb's message back this week And we got Freak of the Week So I'm excited Um So let's get right into the church Announcements So I said last week and I just want to remind you guys That this year I am participating in uh Give Kids the World Hearts of Reality um, And they're going to be doing two events One in LA and one in Florida So I'm going to be going to both of them And so I just want to let you know my donation box is open It's for a really really great cause It's for children with s- that are sick and um, and it, allows them and their family basically to like have a vacation. Um, a lot of the times they are worrying about, you know, hospital bills and the child being in the hospital and they don't really have a time to be a child. And you know, me, a social worker, you know, the kids, they get to my heart. And so I just love to be a part of this, you know, charity any way that I can. So if my purple pants posse can help out, I greatly appreciate it. I've received donations already and I just want to give a special shout out to Patrick Butman, who's been a huge supporter of the purple pants podcast. I got your donation. Thank you so much. Pat, you are the best. But I just wanted to put that guy put that out there for you guys. I'll be posting it to my Facebook. I'll tweet the link again and I will put it to my Instagram story. Um, just so you guys know that it's out there. Second one of the church announcement is yes, another week, another watch party with Wendy So if you guys are in the Philadelphia area, come on out to 312 Lounge around 630 Wet the whistle, and yes, have a great old time. The tickets are going to be in my bio or Windows bio, and you know, all that the tickets proceed from this whole season so far is going to the charity that Wendell and I participate in in South Africa for the Night Lady Christian Academy. And we are going back this year to be another blessing. And you know, I just believe in being a blessing to someone else. And so this charity is absolutely amazing. The children just touch, my, touch my heart. And I actually received a letter from one of the children from when we were there in September. And it's just like, oh, it's just like the the impact that you can have on someone is just so Amazing, and I didn't feel like I did anything too special, but you know I was my crazy self, and you know one of this one of the young ladies really kind of sort of latched on to me, um, and so I'm just happy that we're able to continue our relationship. So it just goes to show you that you can truly be a blessing by standing in your own truth. Um, and so yes, so yes, come on out this Wednesday if y'all not doing nothing three twelve lounge. Click the link in my bio or Windows bio, and come on out. And then last on the church announcement is spring forward we done sprung forward and i told you already we lost the hour of sleep but i just want to tell you, anybody that's been going through it like i've been going through it like the light is at the end of the tunnel and we can be in a better place like no matter where you started from it um that does not determine your destination okay you could spring forward into anything into a new relationship into a new friendship into a new job into your new happiness so i am encouraging each and every one of my purple pants podcast to spring forward to something that you are working on whether it's a goal whether it's a relationship whether it's a job whether if it's starting a new a new app a new something spring forward into it let let losing this hour spring you forward into something that you want to do I know I feel like I'm screaming because I'm so passionate about this because I am like you know I'm talking to y'all but I'm really talking to myself because it's like yes though you know sometimes we go through ups and downs like you know you can't can't really truly know what greatness feels like if you haven't taken a little tumble if you have not been down if you haven't been down on out so i'm telling you guys to spring it forward to whatever that you want to do we can do it because guess what we do it together all right now let's get into this make you let's get into the survivor news this week And we are back this week with our baby boy, Jack Atkins, from the University of Chicago. Did I say it right?
0: Yes sir, what's oh. up, what's up, how's it going?
2: It's going pretty good, how about yourself?
0: Oh, going good, going good, Sunday night, so, you know, a little nervous for the week, but it should be a good week, so. Yeah,
2: definitely, well, you know, you gotta spring on forward, so, you know, you gotta bring that into the new week, baby boy.
0: Of course, and the weather today was beautiful, so it was Ooh. nice to get out, get outside, heat up a little bit.
2: leg what do you, I felt like it was summer. I was getting ready to put some Daisy Dukes on, Jack, okay?
0: Yeah, I feel you, I feel you, I had my Daisy Dukes ready as well, <laughs> they're actually on right now they're on right now oh i hate
2: you yeah. <laughs> oh, all right let's get into this episode baby boy what you got
0: i mean starting things off man good episode uh one of my favorite other season so far i think and let's just talk about that challenge where adam uh you, you know what i'm talking about right adam continually leaping for the key uh just an insane comeback in that challenge bryce
2: definitely i love to see those type of challenges because it just shows you never 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 give up because it's like just when you think that you about to give up you could mess around and win the challenge so it was like really good to see adam redeem himself in the challenge although he was not redeeming himself back at camp
0: no no he wasn't but i mean I, it's, that's 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 got to be one of the biggest come, comebacks in survivor history would you think uh
2: i don't know in Survivor history, I, I've seen some pretty, <laughs> pretty big comebacks, but definitely, it maybe will maybe, maybe, it, maybe, make my yeah, top yeah. 10.
0: I mean, I think your, your season also obviously had a lot of great comebacks. Actually, this same puzzle was the challenge that Cass won. At, I think it was the final four where she she came back that was a crazy comeback and it was yes. the same puzzle what do you think what do you think is good with this puzzle like what, do you think it's super hard because they the adams team sale made it look pretty easy when they got to it
2: right i don't know because like with the way the blocks go i feel like if one mistake could really mess you up throughout the whole challenge like if you put one mm-hmm. block that you think is the corner and then you re- like you know what i mean and then if you yeah. to take them all up so i think that really could kind of fumble you around and yeah, window is generally genuinely or gen generally good at puzzles, so I was surprised, baby boy. But they didn't put him on the puzzle, yeah. I mean, they didn't, but he was coaching. That's my dad. My dad's a (laughs) (laughs) great (laughs) coach.
0: Yeah, he was bequeathing some puzzling knowledge. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and I mean, after that, we finally, not finally, but we see to call out tribal for the first time in a long time, especially given the fact that their first tribal was pretty straightforward, getting Amber out. Uh, And here we see I mean, I thought there was a lot of interesting strategy going on prior to this tribal price Because to me, I it's like looking at it, I guess from Sandra's perspective, where she was the biggest swing swing vote. There was not really like a there was like merits to both decisions, whether you go for Nick or for Tyson. And I I wonder, like I let's let's break this down a little bit and see if we think they made the right choice. I to me, um. So obviously, if you go for t- so Tyson was spot on in the. Uh, like the macrocosm of the game, like who oh. was working together. He, he realized like the, the unconnected people were, were in an alliance and he pinpointed the exact four though. He forgot who Sophie was for a little bit. <laughs> um, but to me, so, so basically the way I see it is they like uh, Tony, Sarah, Sandra, and who's the last one that's cool. Oh, and Kim had the opportunity to come together and, you know, counter that alliance of four, but then then again, like the way Sandra puts it, you know, they're probably expecting a swap to come up. And for me, the reason I do f- personally think this was probably the right decision on, on the behalf of the tribe was that with the swap coming up, if they had flipped on uh, Nick, then they, they would have really divided the tribe. I think it's pretty bad to go to a swap divided like that.
2: Right. Although I really do feel like they had some merit in thinking about – how the unconnected are really connected on the island and so i think that tyson had a very valid point about saying like listen it's only after me they won't come for you so i mean i definitely could see that but i definitely just i don't know um i this afternoon i was talking with jervis um and we had a pretty in-depth conversation about this you know jervis from season one and mm-hmm. blood versus water mm-hmm. um and he was just saying that like you know he didn't really see Tyson, like, fighting. And he was like, you know, he didn't necessarily see Tyson as such a threat. And so we were just having this whole big debate about, like, people, their name preceding them. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, oh, it's Tyson. We got to get him out. But really, if we, if this was a first season of and these are all were newbies like would Tyson really be the one to get out and I think like and me and Jervis were going back and forth because I'm like I really feel like you Tyson was saying you have to go upon who they are and what, like you know, t- like you know, Tyson's a gamer, but I'm yeah. like, no, you need to go ask who they are on the island. Like, you can't, like, you know, Tyson is now a dad of three. Like, you know, that fire in his eye, he ain't like, you know, the same Tyson. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for like poverty and Boston Rob. I feel like, and I've been saying this week after week, like, why are they not getting Boston Rob out? Like, who are they? Like, why are what boat are they not trying to rock? I, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, it. I- it's it's a little confusing because while like while I do think that it's smart for them to keep the tribe united it it, there is a great point that tyson brings up that like sandra and tony for instance that they need shields in this game because as soon as the chance is available sandra and tony are going to be in big trouble so for that reason you know maybe it's smart to keep tyson but with the swap coming up you never really know and then just with tyson's legacy like i am a huge fan of tyson obviously a great player but i don't put him in the top You know the the highest echelon of players all time, right? right? Like it took him three times to win (laughs) his third. Like he, he obviously he won Survivor, like he's a great player. But even his win was like a little bit sloppy. Like he's not he's not like a Parvati or a Kim. Or like a boss and Rob level where you're just like constantly scared of how good they are. Right. So, and so
2: I I don't understand, but I, I do personally think that it was personal for Sandra when he came after Sandra mm-hmm. and she was holding that grudge. But I, I thought that maybe she had came to her senses. But obviously we don't really know what happened to kind of like swing their vote to uh, get Tyson out because I I although I love me some Nick Licious, um, if I were out there, I probably would have went for Nick Licious and kept someone like Tyson in the game.
0: Yeah, I I I agree. I mean, if, if you're from your, the perspective of who Sandra like if you were sandra you would have i mean
2: nick? yeah or just m- my perspective i mean i guess i would say if i were out there but obviously i probably if i were out there i would be aligned with the people of like the non-chain together people so i probably
0: would yeah. want nick to stay yeah
2: but i mean if i'm like a sandra a tony a sarah
0: oh uh, yeah a, you gotta take out some of the lower lower ranked right. people yeah
2: and i agree I, and maybe you could fill me in on this <laughs> why why did nick vote
0: him like i'm confused so then. I guess, I mean, so Nick, this was a little confusing too, and I thought there was a chance that Nick accidentally like voted himself out of the game by splitting his <laughs> vote. Um, as I know, we we know, I know all too well, um, but basically I think in Nick's mind, he's like, okay, it's going to be a unanimous vote for Tyson. Just in case Tyson has an idol, let me split my vote onto Kim. Uh, and that was a little, I mean, obviously the right thought there, but to me, if I'm Nick, I think that's a little bit, Sketchy because, I mean, it's, it's sort of smart in case Tyson has an idol, but at the same time, like, if if there is some some coup going on against the unconnected players, and that vote could be really crucial. So I don't know. Right,
2: I just was like Nick, what is you doing? But I'm glad Nick Licious was able to stay in because I really feel like um, Nick Licious is somebody that like if and. In- if he gets far, he will be able to do well. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. Nick does well under pressure. I don't feel like he does well in, like, this log of, like, where they're at now. Like, I feel like I feel like they said he's, he's yeah. a
0: consumer. He yeah, they, that's really- exactly. And then we saw the same thing in David vs. Goliath in the first episode. Had Pat not been we it might have been Nick going home because he's just kind of, like, supposedly, like, lazy around camp and, and doesn't really contribute. I don't really know. If that's how much of his strategy that is, because to me, on all winners, like, you might as well just go get some wood and stuff rather, <laughs> rather than just kicking it at camp. Like, get your Daisy Dukes on, strap on the boots, spring forward, do a little spring cleaning. Um, Take a note out of Adam's book. <laughs> yeah, but, but don't yell in the confessionals. But, um what? But yeah, what we did have you an, think?
2: What did you think about Adam's redemption? Do you think it was like just too obvious? And like, and what is he doing? Talking uh, like, trying to work with Boston Rob and Poverty again? Like, do you? Well,
0: think, he like, wasn't. He wasn't trying to work with Boston Rob and so, Poverty again. But Rob did a great. Rob did an excellent job of just telling Michelle and Jeremy to get the uh, them to believe that he was. Do,
2: so I don't think that Adam was bidding game to Boston no. rob but i feel like adam should be protected yeah, himself he shouldn't, go, he shouldn't like go he shouldn't go down should, on the beach right. and just sit alone you, with them you, yeah. right like no whatever you should say to them should be out in public but again yeah. i feel like that is adam playing both sides of the fence yeah
0: again. he's so and like again like we see in millennials versus gen x his first time around he definitely has instances where he gets really sloppy with his gameplay which is exciting it's entertaining especially with a season of such good players you know it's not bad to see someone who You know, slips up, but finds a way to solve it sometimes. Um, But he's definitely just being sloppy. But at the end of the day, like, obviously, we know there's going to be a swap next week. But if I'm on Sele, I do think Adam would have been all right. But maybe Rob and Parvati work some magic and, and convince them to take him out as an easy vote. Um, but he's definitely you know he's not doing everything perfectly, right? No I'm like, what is you doing? And it's funny that as soon as he like realized he fucked up last episode, he comes back to camp. He's like the busiest helper. I know <laughs> when he was carrying them sticks, i like, I was like, hey, you know what, <laughs> you do it. So- you, you want some water, power? Mark yeah, and he had the like water? the he had like the soup or whatever he offered, <laughs> it, and everyone just rejected him. He's just like standing in the back, like looking like an Oliver Twist with the bowl, asking for some more. But some yeah, more? yeah, but the opposite, like a selfless Oliver twist giving away the soup
2: no soup for you <laughs> so uh, edge of extinction now i gotta be honest like if i'm on edge of extinction y'all can keep that fire token this week okay i'm gonna cool out and lay in the shelter what, yeah. I, i'm not good to, no no thank you okay
0: Listen. that's what i'm saying yeah okay so i i texted you about this during the episode and i was like for one fire token which out there is like what a pizza is, is yeah. that like you? that's like to me like i'm not going all it's not a matter of like maybe i'm being lazy like you're on edge of extinction you ain't really got shit else to do but you know it's gonna wear you out so much that i feel like it honestly them being worn out from that could come to hurt them in like the merge challenge
2: but I, I, have to give it to Natalie. She is definitely a beast, a beast and like yeah. I have more and more respect for Natalie each time I see her. I mean,
0: yeah, I got to give it up to all of them. They all, they all completed. Ethan definitely had me a little emotional. Sure. I, a um, little, I was
2: like crying watching this episode. Mind you, I just always be emotional with them yeah. because but I it's it, it so it, deep. But
0: it I, was I, an interesting I, Edge of Extinction challenge because when I first heard them mention it, I was like. Why would I want to walk watch them like walking to get logs for a day? But then it actually really pu- it, like pushed them just the perfect amount that it got like that emotional content that we needed.
2: Right. But if it, listen, if I was out there, y'all wouldn't get no emotional content for me because I'd be sitting and i getting. I mean, stand. I think that would be funny
0: because I I, gen- I mean, I guess if you're out there and you're on Survivor, you're like you ain't really got anything else to do, I would you're probably nope. just try it. And then once I'm I tried it, probably I probably wouldn't stop. But then also, there's like a good chance where they give this, I'd probably, and everyone else is like laboring and like walking, and, and then you and I are just there and like we're just. <laughs> kicking in the shelter just like shooting the shit like yeah. and, and the producer's like yeah, you guys should really go get this log and we're like yeah. now we're getting
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> well, no, I... not today. I'm chilling I'm on uh, I'm busy <laughs> I'm be- I got work to take
0: care of I got a lot of stuff going on <laughs> I gotta do some homework <laughs> right <laughs> I didn't miss a quarter of school for this <laughs> I'm gonna be behind
2: Uh, Uh, (laughs) but yeah so i mean definitely i thought this episode was great i definitely think that you know the oven is you know it's not preheated yet but it is definitely warming up we got some exciting mm -hmm.
0: things to come up i'm not sure you want to chat a little bit about like the preview and and just kind of theorize about some of the swap stuff
2: i mean so go ahead what you got so
0: i mean i guess we don't really know what the breakdowns are because that would be something fun to talk about we'll talk about that next week when we know but we do see michelle with the X on the beach, Bryce, wh- oh. what's going on here? What's oh, going on gosh. here? I
2: don't, I don't know nothing about that, NGX. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I was
0: only on for three
2: episodes, a couple. Of <laughs>
0: ago, okay. I think we're into the swap. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm interested to see. Obviously, we kind of know what's going on, but it should be should be interesting. Um, and then at the end of the day, I mean, I don't, I, I haven't given this portion much thought, Bryce, but in a season like this. Coming into swap, I, I'm. Do you think I'm, i th- I think it's three tribes of five. Like, what's the strategy here if you're if you're coming into final fifteen and you're about to swap? In an all-winter season, do you think so, there's any good strategy? I mean, I think
2: some of the good strategies are that, like, I am curious to see if some of the connected people come together and what that mm-hmm. looks like, um, and what how what the tribe dynamic is like. Like, you know, um, I'm curious to know whether or not if, like, you know, Michelle saying that she is on the beach with her ex, like, I wonder does that put a target on their back? I wonder if mm-hmm. you know some of the poker alliance gets together. I'm wondering if they'll be able to dominate, or I'm wondering yeah, if the, like yeah.
0: the thing is like if it is three tribes of five. You, you get, like, I mean, in theory, you know, Rob, Amber, and Tyson, and Kim, then the other person's kind of just, like, shit out of luck. Well, ain't Amber I mean? on
2: Edge of Extinction. Well, I know. So I was Tyson. just saying, like oh, okay, in, okay. in the design
0: of the season, like oh, okay. that's that's possible. Say, but well, even well, even if you get like Rob, Tyson, and Kim together, like they're probably going to link up. And or I guess not Tyson. Tyson's on Edge of Extinction now too. But you know, those, those poker lines, people. I guess it, just in general, when there's already connections coming into the season, you're going into a swap with a tribe of five where the majority is three. There's a pretty good chance you get get screwed, uh, swapped onto a tribe where you're just kind of right. You're going to be the minority. So
2: I I definitely feel like the connections are going to take a hit
0: hard Mm
2: -hmm. um and i'm uh, curious to see and now if i were out there and we got swapped and i got swapped with boston rob uh he's got to be enemy number one like you know what i mean like at this point like if if you have the numbers or whatever that you are he gotta go
0: yeah i mean i think the thing about rob is just like it, it's so scary to to. Potentially, for what? what? For what? Oh, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. But I'm, 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 just just like, to,
2: I'm just talking. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. just talking. This is like for what though?
0: Because it's like if you're the first person to throw out his name and he finds oh, out you who? have like he's
2: one person.
0: But it's on a tribe of five. It's. it's oh, I, I don't know. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I'm just saying, like, if I was there, say we were together, I'd come to you, and then you know we'd figure it out. We'd be like, all right, we think I think this Rob guy needs to finally go. But you, it's you have to really trust someone to like be. Throwing out Rob's name because Rob, you know, earns a lot of trust himself and might hear about it.
2: And I completely agree. Then my last thought is how? I mean, I, I, I think Sophie might be able to win this season if they don't even know if they don't even know her name. Yeah. Like that has to be probably one of the best positions to be in.
0: Yeah, she's on ultimate stealth mode right now.
2: Right, like that. I'm like, I, try, I listen. She did good on my the look with RHAP, so I'm just trying to figure out. Like, might be
0: dead on. I don't know. I mean,
2: I don't know. But I definitely, like, I, I also wondered, like, what, how Sophie felt about that when she saw that. Because if I was Sophie, I would be like, excuse me, Tyson.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, she definitely did a – well, also, she, I, I think she and Tyson are on uh, – Rob has a podcast uh, occasionally together, too. So they definitely have, like, talked before. Right. But I guess, you know, maybe Tyson was just tired, a little slip of the mind. Uh, just couldn't remember Sophie, but – yeah, I mean Tyson's confessional is always funny. But I I agree. I think Sophie, I think Yule, I think and I think Wendell too. I don't I think Nick is in a little bit tougher of a position, but I think, you know, that that group has a really good chance to go deep in this game, especially I, if they come to the merge and it's kind of the same strategy where they can divide connected groups and then, like, conquer down the middle, but... Definitely. And seeing, like, Yule at Tribal,
2: I love Yule so much, but I just feel like Yule being Yule put such a target on his back. And yeah. just because it's, like, this season that it's already heightened, like, him just breaking things down like that and kind
0: of... a Yeah, to, like, I forget I, exactly what the word, what he said, but I remember there was one sentence at Tribal where he just, like, broke it all down, I was just like right, boy.
2: <laughs> but like alluding to the fact that they're like, I mean, obviously we know there are like sub, like you know, sub alliances mm-hmm. within sub alliances, but basically like kind of like alluding to the fact that he's in an alliance. Like, yeah. I don't know, it just made me a little nervous for you because I'm like, I want, i, I need you to mm-hmm, go far, sure.
0: and, he, and he was, uh, yeah, no, exactly, that's what the conversation was about, and he was dead on. Like, I don't think anyone disagreed. No, for but sure, but I thought he did a great job. I like, and that's like pretty like basic strategy like sensible strategy especially on a winter season but he kind of did epitomize like what a lot of people were thinking in a way that i had i hadn't really thought about before where that you just need to keep the facade of like unity going on while everyone knows that there's sub alliances going on you just don't want them to be able to pinpoint what those sub alliances are true so i mean you will certainly impressive i would love to you know chat with him about all his strategy (laughs) because he's you know he's got so many layers of strategy going on um, and I'm excited to see, like, where it takes him going forward, especially with a swap. You know, we'll see what his analysis of the swap right. is. So.
2: I'm excited. And so, I mean, obviously, like, I just can't wait. So I guess you will have to wait until next week to finish this chat to see what happens oh, when yeah. they mix it all up. And, you know, so
0: I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm excited. We're going to get some fresh dynamics. I'm, I'm glad they actually let the uh, original tribes go for five rounds. I thought it was a good amount of time because I was worried they were going to do like a switch. Two, like switch, a, yeah, switch, immediate yeah. switch.
2: So am I. Well, thank you again, Jack, for this week's Survivor
0: News with Baby
2: Boy. And we will see you next week.
0: See you next week, Bryce. Enjoy the next episode, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Okay,
2: Keeping the menu rolling. We is moving right into 60 Days In. Now, I have to be um, honest. I was a little nervous watching this episode because um, basically, this is uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, basically all right, I'm mindful. to try not to say it as much. But you know, basically, baby boy likes to say basically. But I was nervous for this episode of 60 Days In because I know I've been counting the days and we are at the 60 days for a lot of the people. We know our friend of the show, Ashley, she got pulled from the show because they had discovered that she was a police officer and they pretty much suspected that she was filming for 60 Days In. She only had four days left um, in her time. But we're right into the women's pod with Jennifer. So Jennifer, you know, the born again Christian, you know, that girl, you know, who was going at it with Shanice. Now, I had a lot of reservations for Jennifer because I'm just like, well, girl, what you been doing in here the whole time? The drama been with Shanice, the drama been with Ashley. Um, But Jennifer really kind of gave it a more spiritual approach to her days at 60 Days Inn. And she really has been trying to be a positive influence on people. And, you know, not maybe not so much getting into, like, the drug gang and, like, you know, in the fights and getting it into, like, the officers, like Ashley, but she's been taking more of an approach of, like, I want to be a positive influence. I want to be able to, like, you know, basically pray for a lot of these people. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, maybe, like, two episodes ago, uh, there was this young lady named Sierra who, you know, basically has some mental health challenges and, you know, had some drug and Alcohol challenges, And basically they were locking her into her cell and a lot of the inmates were giving Sierra drugs in order for her to act out so they would have some type of entertainment. So Ashley and Jennifer really made a positive impact on Sierra, but it was short lived because she just was acting out again and again and again. Now I've explained to you guys before that I used to work. Part time at a psychiatric hospital uh, I worked in like the admissions department So but that was I, I did A lot I, I did social work but I also Did uh, admissions so I would Any soon as the people would like step foot On our door like I would have to do an assessment I would have to get them ready for the doctor All the insurance piece and then while They were essentially in our crisis center I they were my clients so I had to like you if they taking their clothes off and Getting aggressive and trying to fight I had to deal With it alongside with working The suicide prevention line alongside just a a numerous uh, amount of things and so I I always kind of relate to this aspect of 60 Days In uh, when I see like the mental health aspect of it so Jennifer is you know going to church um, and Sierra was having an outburst this episode while Jen was at church and Jen was able to make eye contact with her and Jen was like you know I really want to pray the demons out of her now mind you I'm a spiritual person but sometimes I believe like okay Prayer is great, but sometimes prayer is not enough. So I'm like, girl, Jen, you just can't pray for this girl and think that that's going to be enough. And Jen's like, I really want to deliver her from these demons. I want to spiritually set her free. Now, in my mind, I'm hating a little bit because I'm like, well, girl, to spiritually set somebody free, they're going to have to want it so I'm like okay Jennifer might be a little delusional herself Jennifer might have some mental health concerns but they were able to make eye contact and you know after they made eye contact Sierra was like no longer kind of acting out later in the episode we learn that Sierra floods her room again and Jennifer is nervous because like her 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 days in jail are number and so she's like I really want to get some alone time to pray with Sierra Uh, but Jen was like I don't want to make a spectacle of it I don't want to like you know be out in the common room and people think this is a joke and kind of egg her on but luck have it for Jen that when Sierra flooded her room this week uh one of the guards and she was acting amok uh standing on the rails just you know being a very behavioral issue um Jen was able to go upstairs and like talk her down a little bit and so one of the COs saw that and since Sierra's room was flooded the guard was like would you mind if Sierra spent the night in your room now mind you if it was me I'd be like oh hell to the no she ain't stay i I'm not your girl that been throwing PC's on the wall. Not the girl that's been pissing. uh Uh-uh. Nope. Sorry. She ain't coming in my room. But it's not me. It's Jennifer. So Jennifer was like, oh my God, what a great opportunity. So the one thing that I can say um, that I thought was so interesting was that when they had their alone time, Sierra basically was explaining to Jen that, you know, she is, you know, been diagnosed with bipolar, schizophrenia, and that she doesn't receive any of her medication in jail. And so she says that while she's in jail, sometimes she will self-medicate with meth. She said, and meth calms her down for a little bit, but the side effects are that she tweaks out. And so she's, and my I think she was like, she was like on Klonopin and Xanax is what she's prescribed normally. Uh, But in the jail system, they don't give them any of that. Um, And so a lot of them are narcotics, so I can understand why. But I I feel like there are other ways that they can maybe manage their medication. And so this is, again, where my social work and me working at a psychiatric hospital, like, well, yeah, I, now I have my heart is more sympathetic to Sierra because I'm like, this girl is withdrawing. And not only is she withdrawing, she's self-medicating. And so Jennifer was able to kind of like pray for her and really kind of like speak with her. And Sierra was basically saying this whole time she's been in jail, she's had no one to ever even tell her story to and that like you know when she's in solitary confinement you know it messes with her mind it, it kind of drives her to go crazy and so Jennifer you know feels like she spiritually set Sierra free but what I took from it was that like you know and this is what I was always good at when I worked at the psychiatric hospital we would have these people coming in so aggressive ready to fight and you know I, I could possibly get assaulted I'm in this small room with this person that has mental health issues drug and alcohol issues that's coming down from I don't know what but they could assault me at any moment they could spit in my face they could like Strangle me. But the one thing that I always came with whenever I spoke to people when I worked at the hospital was compassion. I always treated them like they were like a family member to me. And like, obviously, if I saw that they were getting aggressive, I would remove myself from the situation. A lot of my coworkers would try to use force. Like, if you don't sit down, I'm going to get seven people and we're going to give you a need. Like, you know, they would try, I, I would never, I would always try to use love and compassion and literally, Nine times out of 10, it always worked. I I always feel that people just want to be heard. And so I was really good to see, because you know, I was skeptical about Jen and her prayer methods not that I don't believe in prayer but I don't believe that alone and so what I was like grateful to see Jen was that like she actually listened and sometimes in life people just want to be heard like they like they go through it they act out and they just want to be heard um, and Jen was able to like hear Sierra and Sierra was so receptive to that and that really kind of warmed my heart because I was really looking at Jen like girl she ain't even do nothing in the 60 days then but then Jen, times, Jen time was up up, and they removed Jen from the jail and she got a debriefing with Chief Peak and she didn't really bring any much information but she did bring a lot of light to the mental health and what they're due for that now back to the men's pie cause baby was popping? so we know it's only Tony and Dennis left um, and so their time is almost up as well too and so we focus a little bit on Dennis on this episode because Dennis you know was trying to get some ice from Megatron and you know he traded him 20 soups for some ice then Megatron got the ice and then Megatron was like here you go look look it's right here and you know Dennis was like you got this out in the open I do want these people seeing what's going on so he was able to kind of make the bargain he got the ice so that was like a really 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 big win for Dennis um, because he wants to be able to show Chief Peak. listen this is what I got for you and we know Dennis had a rough start you know he was like a showboat showing off you know really kind of like bucking up against the authority of the show but you know the last quarter he really got his head in now mind you when they pulled Dennis out of the jail Here go, Dennis. Now, mind you, when they get the people out, they, like, are able to come out of jail, and then the production is always like, you'll meet us around the corner. We'll be around the corner in the van. Most people, you know, walk out. Norman, here go, Dennis. Start running. Runs out. You know, so happy to be out. And so, again, most people, once they get out, they they go to the hotel, they get food, they get wine. What does Dennis do here? Now, the original Dennis shows back up. Now, mind you, okay, Dennis is 6'4 He has a nice tall glass Of of mm, Warm chocolate milk So Dennis asked For them to take him To a park And Dennis goes running Dennis is like I've been confined for so long I just want to go running So he just goes off And takes off running Now me being a runner I can relate to that Because I'm like Okay I get it But boy If you don't take him Behind to that hotel Get in the shower And you know You better wet the whistle, whistle Okay So Dennis did his debriefing and he met with Chief Peak. Now, I told you in the beginning, Chief Peak was not a fan of Dennis. And so Dennis, you know, he was able, and this is another thing. So Dennis was able to get his drugs out of the jail, and Dennis was able to get his shank out of the jail. What in the world? So not only can you get Shanks and Drug in the jail, you can also take and get the drugs out of the jail. Like, what is like Ottawa County, y'all need better. Like, y'all, like, that, that is crazy. So he met with Chief Peak, um, and Chief Peak was very smug with him. Like, I know Dennis was annoying at first, but listen, he still put himself in there for 60 days, Chief Peak. He could have been. Hurt, killed, like, and they were just very smug. You know, he showed them what they got. And, you know, every issue that they brought up, you know, Dennis with the drugs, how people are, you know, bringing it in. Oh, mind you, listen. So when people bring the jug- drugs in through their butt, they call it they jail pocket, okay? <laughs> I mean, I know people use their jail pocket, for you know what, for other things. But this ain't the time or the episode for that. But he told them about the drugs and how it was easy for them to get in. And basically, they're like, yeah, you know, we're working on it. So, then we lead it to Tony. Tony was a correctional officer from the ATL. He came in. He basically to save the program because they felt like a lot of people were dropping out. And Tony quickly rose to power. He was really respected. He started running a hustle with the canteen. He would get his uh things from the canteen and start his commissary and start selling them. Um And really started making a lot, a lot of money. Um You know, at times we question whether or not he was losing himself because somebody did not pay him his soup. And he threatened. He didn't threaten bodily harm, but he insinuated it. He made the person strip, took all their clothes, and that person went into segregated, uh, he, the the person went into segregation out of fear that he might be hurt from Tony. So, Tony sees that uh, Dennis got ice, and, uh, Tony's like, well, if Dennis is getting ice, I need to make sure that I get more ice. And being as though that Tony has a reputation and has earned a lot of money from his commissary, he decides that he wants to try to get ice, and so he goes to Megatron, and, you know, Tony has his roommate Justin, and he has his other roommate, I forget the other roommate name, but you know, Tony struggled with that roommate because that roommate was a, a drug user and was like using drugs in the room. And Tony kind of quickly shut that down. But mind you, as a going away gift, Tony telling, you know, Justin and his other roommate, like, ah, I'm going to get some drugs. You know, I'm getting ready to get out. Let's get some drugs. when I tell you that other roommate was so happy. So they called Megatron up to the door and basically it's like a drive through, place your order. So basically they were telling, Oh, I said basically, but okay, that's said a minimum. So they told Megatron what they wanted. He really wanted ice. So Megatron said, I'll get you ice. Um, and, and the roommate's like, well, get some clone, get some clone too. And we know clone is like, kind of like marijuana, but it's sprayed with like bug spray and different types of chemicals. Um, so he was able to get the clone. And then when he went to go get the ice, he couldn't get the ice, but they said they had cream. Now I said, what in the hell bitch ice cream, but cream is a slang for like cocaine or crack so a very easy transaction I think Tony gave up a pie and three soups and got the drugs and then you know the next day they pulled Tony out and so Chief Peak and the jail administration was very happy with Tony how easily he was able to infiltrate everything that went on and they were really really loving all the drugs that Tony pulled out Tony being that Tony was a correctional officer he had a lot of great insight for the jail and their staff well number one how about y'all just hire more people but Tony gave them a lot of great insight and Chief Peak was like super excited and i'm like okay well i'm ready for the reunion like what's up with next week and so chief peak was like well if we can get more people like tony we'd be willing to do this again and for all of the seasons of 60 days in um this was an entertaining season however they didn't produce much they had so many people drop out um and they just had people like you know jennifer and you can even say dennis they didn't really do much So I'm thinking, okay, season over like, well, guess what? Hold your horses. They were so impressed with Tony because he somewhat had like, you know, a correctional officer background that they are doing it again. And we don't have to wait till next season. It's going to start next week. So they are going to bring in, I think seven or five new people, not for 60 days, but for 30 days. But the people that they are bringing in are going to be like former police officers, former correctional officers, former firefighters, people that have that, they have work in the field. And not just regular civilians, so that's going to be next week. So I'm excited. Like, yeah, sixty days in is not over. So if you have not caught up, you got plenty of time. A and E Thursday nights. Get into it. Now let's keep this menu moving. We're on to life after lockup on Weed TV. Now, oop it back. It's. Oh, I mean, so I'm. I'm gonna go through them all. But really, who's still in the show is I thought, you know, my girl Lacey and Shane would be still in it. But they kind of been a little bit on hiatus. But it's really Michael, Sarah, and Megan. But speaking of Lacey and Shane, so we all know that Lacey uh, is really upset with Shane because he admitted to her before their wedding. He cheated on her. So, and she was upset about that. And we know that her ex-fiance, John, is out. She went to go see John and started kissing. Shane's been in the doghouse. Shane's really trying to, like, make up for it. So, Shane is out building a trampoline with Lacey's dad. And Lacey is on FaceTime with John. Basically, I mean, they're not even on FaceTime. They're basically, like, just sexting, okay? Lacey's like, take your shirt off. And John's like, you want me to take my shirt off? And Lacey's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're looking good over there. You're looking so Sexy as a beep. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I, I, I don't know if that would turn me on. So Lacey's just feeling her feelings. And Shane really wants, I mean, John really wants Shane out the house. And he's like, while wow, they're sexting, he's like, so it, it's about time to get that boy out the house. And Lacey's like, even though Shane doesn't have anywhere else to go, like, I just really feel so comfortable with Shane. And like, we just trust each other. Girl, child, last season on Love After Lockup, girl, you hated his guts. So Lacey, get it together. So that's really all that we see of Lacey we just still see her in communication with John and we see Shane really trying to work on her relationship work on his relationship with Lacey's dad really to get back good in her but I do know from the previews that I've seen that Shane and John have a confrontation and baby it looks good now we are on to uh Tony and Angela so child so listen you know Tony then been with the prostitutes she found out about it she put all these rules in Angela became the warden of the jail Um, oh not the jail of her trailer park excuse me Um, and really put a lot of rules on Tony Um, Tony's was working on himself he created a backyard picnic in their swamp land and really wooed Angela off her feet Um, and so Angela is fully committed with Tony again and now they want to start planning a wedding now if y'all remember from previous episodes Angela has a friend named Tommy and my opinion Tommy really is who angela should be Where he got a job and he has a car okay all the things that tony does not have uh he's in love with angela he proposed to angela on love after lockup um, but now in life after lockup we haven't really seen him and so now that angie and tony are full-fledged getting this wedding together she enlists the help of tommy to take tony to go uh suit shopping now Angie drops Tony off with Tommy and it looks like what they go to a thrift store. Okay. Cause that's what it looked like. You ever been to a thrift store? Like how the hangers be like, that's what it looked like where they're going to go shoot, suit shopping. So Tony tries on suits. Then he finds this white suit and he's like, Oh my God, this looks so good. And Tommy's like, Yeah, that shoe. Now Tony go put the suit on and baby it is too big for him. He got on sneakers. It needs to be hemmed. And Tony's like, I-, I look great. And so in the midst of all of that, Tommy reveals to Tony that he had at one point in time, uh, proposed to Angie and Tony gets so upset he's like but you know I'm engaged to her and Tommy's like yeah I didn't know that at the time so when Tommy drops Tony off to Angie's house you know guess what Angie's doing she at the trailer doing what ah, sitting at the coffee table smoking a cigarette Tony comes in and he's all mad. And Angie's like, what's wrong? And Tony's like, You didn't think to tell me that Tommy proposed to you? Like, you know, you you were mad at me for, you know, sleeping with prostitutes and you're being de- You're being deceiving. Now, wait a minute. Purple pants posse. Let's break this down real quick. So, Angela's friend proposed to her. She declined it because she's in love with Tony. But Tony. Was lying, saying that he was going to work and paying prostitutes to have sex with them. But Tony feels like they're honest, like that is comparable. Mm, okay, all right, okay, child. I, I, it's just, it, sometimes I'd be like, why am I single? And other times, yeah, I don't want to have to put up with hotels and prostitutes. Okay, so he really makes a big stink about it, and he's just like, you know, I can't trust you. You know how guys try to do—they flip it on you. You, you, you again. my friend proposed to me I said no but you lying and saying you going to work and spending my money on prostitutes okay somebody needs to spring forward here and I'm not sure if it's the prostitutes at the hotel but again Tony is trying to make a big to do about this Angela is able to calm him down like I just want to be with you I didn't want to tell you because I knew you react like this and it's just not the same Angie it's just not the same again prostitutes (laughs) somebody proposing that you decline okay i just listen i just have to make sure i'm saying this out loud because whoo chile so they get into a fight about that but angie is able to kind of sort of calm him down but tony in his confession was just saying like i'm just not sure if i could trust angie anymore mm, okay proposal you decline prostitutes you sleep with and a dirty motel. Okay, I mean, listen, you know, to each his own. Um, who else we got? Um Then we have Andrea and Lamar. You know, Andrea is from Utah. Lamar is from California. You know, uh some fun facts about Andrea. Her and Lamar conceived their youngest daughter in the closet. They paid $20 to go to jail. Um While Lamar was in jail, they paid somebody $20 so they could sneak off in the closet. So, last episode, you know, Lamar and Andrea have, like, they have not been on the same page for a while. At one point in time, Andrea moved her family to California. Didn't work. She moved back to Utah. Her and Lamar have been living in separate homes. Andrea is a Mormon. And she really wants Lamar to move back to Utah. Lamar doesn't want to do that. He's been trying. He's been sleeping on the couch. Um, he's been trying to get in good with Andrea. They went on a date. It didn't work out. It exploded. When they came home from the date, Andrea found condoms in his pocket. He tries to say that they was his brothers. She believed him. But, girl okay please (laughs) so then she calls her friend britney over to kind of sort of mediate and so to my i have to give it to britney she was actually very level-headed um and now at this point in time after andrea spoke to lamar's brother who said that they were his condoms and you know andrea was believing them now andrea believes that they are his condoms and he's sleeping with prostitutes girl andrea are you dating tony or are you dating lamar Um, so, her friend Brittany is really, like, you are making this up. Like, you know, if you are going to forgive him and believe him, you can't be bringing this stuff up. It's not healthy. So, Andrea decides to go on another date with Lamar, and they go to this mountain where Andrea likes to go in Utah, kind of help her clear her mind, and they basically talk about, like, how they've not been able to communicate, and Lamar continues to say the same thing that, like, you know, I feel like you are still used to me being in jail and not having a mind of my own, and now that I have my freedom, you don't like the fact that you can't control and Andrea still says the same thing that she's been saying is that like I want to work on trust and I want to be there with you but we cannot operate from two households so they come up with an agreement that they will make a family decision the kids included I also feel like Andrea parentifies her children way too much her children are way too involved in her personal life okay and she's three children the youngest is Lamar's the older two aren't Lamar's but Lamar treats them all like their family I just think the relationship is weird but Everyone's going to have a vote on whether or not uh, Lamar should move to Utah or if the family will up and move to L.A. Now, mind you, I feel like the family is just going to go with Lamar moving to Utah because they already moved to L.A. and the family did not like it. So I'll keep you posted on that. Um, And then we got Tracy and Clint. Okay. so we know Clint... $5,000 $5,000 bailed Tracy out Tracy said she was going to go to rehab Clint woke up she took the car and was gone for three days she called Clint back and said that I'm willing to come home but you gotta give me the drugs and my uh on my nightstand Clint didn't want to do that so he felt some type of way so he went to his mom's house his mom is really over Clint and Tracy she never liked Tracy she doesn't want Clint with Tracy she feels like Tracy has a drug problem well Clint has some type of problem if you watch the show you know what I mean and you know how sometimes you could just look at people and not judging people, but like, whoo, child, you got a pass or you going through something. That's what Clint looks like. Um, and so Clint acts to stay the night at his mom's house because he doesn't want to go home, doesn't want to be alone. And his mom is saying, like, of course, you can stay here. I want to support you. I love you. But listen, this is the one thing that I'm saying. If you go back to Tracy, I am cutting you off. I am no longer enabling you. Finally. Come on, mom. She says, I'm no longer enabling this relationship. If you want to be with Tracy, you're going to have to forego our relationship with me and your dad. So, and basically, he, (laughs) basically, uh... Clint is saying that I'm done with Tracy. If she does not want to go to rehab, I'm done with her. So later in the episode, Tracy calls Clint and says that she's home. So Tracy is home now. She didn't been on the drug bitch for two days. Clint goes to his mom and says, can you take me home? I want to go home just to make sure my house is okay. And kudos to his mom because she says, I'm not enabling you. If you want to go home, you'll find a way. And he's like, I'm just really concerned about my dog. Boy, you was not concerned about that dog four minutes ago when you was just sitting there looking dirty watching TV. Don't say you worried about them dogs when you really just want to go home to Tracy. <sighs> four, three, two, one. Sorry. Because see, that's what people do. Like, you really just going to switch it to your mom and say now that you're concerned with your dogs? If you were so concerned with your dogs, you would have brought the dogs there. So, kudos to his mom. She's still... <laughs> I really got mad. Hold on. Wait, let me wear my whistle because I'm like, is he really lying to his mom like she going to be that stupid? Ugh. Mm. Sorry. So, she don't give him a ride. He gets an Uber to his house. And this is another thing that's confusing to me. He gets an Uber to his house. He gets there. He can't open the door. So, he tries to go to the garage. He can't open the door. Um, Clint, where are the keys to your house? And why does Tracy have keys to your car and your house? And you know this lady is a drug addict. And you know the first time that you met her, she stole your car. <sighs> 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 Whew. 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 Somebody needs to spring forward and it needs to be the door to his house. Clint, what are you doing, baby boy? So we got to keep you posted. Now let's get into the juicy, juicy Megan, Michael and Sarah. So we know Michael and Sarah, they had this big old fight. You know, I put my social worker hat on for them. So Michael, Sarah had this big old fight. You know, Michael came down to Rochester, New York. He brought his new little girlfriend, Maria, which I'm still confused as to why she's here. Michael went to see the kids one time they got into a big fight then went to therapy it didn't really help but they were able to get some resolution after Megan had revealed to Michael that she went and got emergency full custody of the children So, after that point, Mike said, I'm willing to work on your terms. So, he said, can I come to the house tonight to see the girls? So, Sarah's like, as long as you don't bring your girlfriend, you can come. So, he comes. He's having a great time with the girlfriends. His daughter, Aviana, is like, Daddy, can you spend the night? And so, mind you, like, I don't think Mike is cute, but... I mean, he not that ugly either, Um, and I mean, I don't know if Mike would be, I mean, maybe I would write Mike, I don't know, Um, but yeah, just a little fun fact, because when he was over there playing with Aviana, I was kind of, I was wetting the whistle a little bit, I said, well, maybe Mike look all right, but the like all of these women, I, <laughs> you wouldn't find me in Rochester, New York anyway. He's playing with Aviana. Aviana's like, Daddy, can you spend the night? And so he's like, sure. He asks Megan if it's okay, and that's fine. So he then goes outside and calls his girlfriend Maria and says that, hey, Megan is going out and asks if I could watch the kids. I'm going to be here for a couple of hours, then I'll come back. And Maria's like, oh, okay, that's fine, Poppy." So the next morning, new episode we just see Mike on the way back to the hotel and you know travel on this show everybody gets a confessional so Maria is sitting on the couch and she's like my dad come home last night I called him he did not pick up the phone and I don't know what's going on with him I trust him uh, I don't like Sarah but I trust him and I know that he want not do anything to me okay you know he will not do anything to you but he's married to Sarah he got a whole another girlfriend named Megan and girl here you are Maria 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 you remind me of a dumb dumb dummy so mike is in his confessional on a ride home and they're like so did set now mind you this is another thing that pisses me off about mike like do you not know that like there are cameras in your face and that they record everything that you do and say Okay, so Mike is in the car. Listen, y'all. And they're like, so did you, did Sarah stay there last night? Did Sarah, basically they're asking her, did Sarah stay at her own house? And Mike's like, no, she did not. Sarah went out and I watched the girls and she came back this morning. Bitch, where? Last ep- last week's episode, it left off with Sarah saying, you want a drink? And you was whetting the whistle. So he get back to the hotel. Maria is like, where were you at? And he's like sticking to the same story. And Maria is fine with that. And Maria's like, I just don't trust Megan. Now, mind you, the camera crew at Sarah's house. And they like, did Michael spend the night? And she's like, yeah, he stayed with the kids. And I slept on the couch. And then it's just like this moment of silence. And then Sarah's like, "Mm, that's a lie. Michael stayed with me and we had sex. Ooh. Okay. So. Now we know Michael's a liar and he lies even when he's on camera. Okay. Um, so Michael is chilling with Maria. His phone starts ringing and it is Megan. You know, Megan has been blowing him up, blowing him up, blowing him up. He hasn't been picking up. Um, and here's another thing. So she calls multiple times and Maria's like, who is that? Who is that? Who was who, who who that on your phone? And he's like, nobody. And so Megan calls about four times. Uh, hey Mike. Hi, this is Brace from the Purple Pants podcast. Maybe a little help. How about you put your ringer on silent? oh okay so that like if it rings and you're with another woman they don't need to know about it so back to Sarah house Sarah is at home drinking her coffee with a, a child look like she got a morning glow baby, baby three might be on the way um, and Sarah says that Michael promised Aviana he would take her out ice cream. And she's like, I really hope he doesn't stand Aviana up because we're going to have problems. So fast forward later in the night, Mike does not come to, ooh, <laughs> well, I think Michael came last night, but Michael did not come to pick up his daughter, uh, this week. And so Sarah is like, you know what? Well, listen, he didn't come to be with his daughter. I know he's in town. I'm going to just pop up. So, Sarah drives to the hotel. Woo, chalet. When I tell y'all I am wetting my whistle, I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on, wait. Let me get some electrolytes in me. Mm. So, mm -mm -mm. she pulls up to the hotel. And how convenient. Michael and Maria. Hey, what's up, Bryce? It's Maria. Hey, Maria. What's up? Me and Michael was getting ready to go outside and smoke a cigarette. So, Michael and Maria are coincidentally just going outside to smoke a cigarette as Sarah pulls up. Now, mind you, in defense of Sarah, I do believe she was, other than just randomly showing up, she was very respectful. Uh, she pulled up and was like, hey, Mike, I need to talk to you about a- 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 Avian. It's really important. Ciao. Maria went from one to two million don't pull up here, don't come to my house wait a minute, uh, Maria you guys are at a hotel that I'm pretty sure WeTV is paying for, so I would not consider this your residence sorry, Purple Pants Production uh, don't pull up to my house you text him, text him and call him like you been doing, text him and call him like you been doing um, so what I love about all of this is that Megan reminds her, like, I'm his wife. And she's like, Michael, you gonna let her talk to your wife like that? You gonna let her talk to your wife like that? And so he's trying to, like, keep the two separated. You know, he's like, keep them separated. Like, back up, back up. Back up. And Maria is really going off. And mind you, it really just goes to show you Maria's insecurity. Although the whole time in her confessional, she's like, I'm Sarah. I don't have no problem with Sarah. Sarah is like, you know, she needs to let it go. She needs to realize that Michael does not want her and that she needs to let it go. Well, girl, the way that you're going off, Maria, it seems like you're really bothered. And so, Megan's like, you going to let her talk to the mother of your children like that. So they're going back and forth. And, uh, Sarah, and Megan is like, well, come here, do something about it. And Sarah looks like, it looks like Sarah is like walking away. She don't want no smoke. She don't want no beef. And then she finally is like, well, what's up? and then basically that's it but baby the previews that we see for next week's episode ooh, make sure you guys tune in life after lockup we tv 9 p.m on fridays you can get it on dvr okay figure it out now we are on to the purple pants picks you know it's my favorite part of the podcast you pick i say you pick i say because it's the purple pants Pits! All right. So our first purple, first purple pants pick is from Change Forward on Instagram. He writes, "Please rant about people wasting perfectly good Tito's to try to make hand sanitizer." Whoo. Now, we all know the coronavirus is something serious out here. um, And it is, you know, something that we need to be concerned about. I don't know if it is the big deal that the media is making it out to be. I definitely think that it's something that we should be concerned about and keep our eyes out. But, I mean, child, the media is making it seem like we need to go to to the store and buy all the bread and water. Okay? But, you know, one of my favorite... Alcohol brands, Tito's, you know, baby boy be wetting the whistle to it, but not today. Got my electrolytes, electrolytes. They issued a statement because I guess somewhere online, I don't even know how this came about, but basically people were so worried about coronavirus and, you know, basically keeping their hands clean and they were making hand sanitizer out of Tito's. Okay. Now, why would you do that? Who is doing that? Any member of the Purple Pants posse that was making hand sanitizer out of Tito's, I need for you to get your, get your belongings, and I need you to go outside. Cause you're on timeout. Go outside. I'll wait. I'll wait. Put your socks on. I, if you're at work, get up from your computer. Yep. If you're driving, pull over, get out. Cause you is no longer a member of the Purple Pants posse. If you is wasting Tito's to make hand sanitizer for the coronavirus, who? Who? Oh, wait a minute. Let me get my electrolytes. Let me get Tito's to make hand sanitizer. When you go to the dollar store and get hand sanitizer for the coronavirus, ch- baby, ch- baby, don't play with me. Don't play with me. And if uh, if you think I'm playing purple pants posse, I am still waiting for you to get the rest of your things and get out. Cause you will not be a member of this purple pants posse and waste. Perfectly good Tito's for hand sanitizer, okay? And listen, if the coronavirus is going to take the whole world out, well, baby, I'd rather have a whole nice little bottle of Tito's with me than some homemade sanitizer. But seriously, Tito's had to issue a statement saying that they do not condone and they do not feel like that you should be using their alcohol to make hand sanitizer. They don't believe that it's safe, and then they put up links of places that you can get hand sanitizer from, okay? You can't make this stuff up, okay? All right, y'all can come back in. All right, that, that was just a warning, but if you do it again, Purple Pants Posse, you do it again, you're out for good. Um, then we've got baby boy Jonathan Rose 10 writes how to explore a new city. Well, we all know that Jonathan Rose, he's a member of the Purple Pants Posse, and I believe he had to move for work, and so he's in a new city. And I think what a better time that you are coming into the spring season to explore a city. So I love exploring new cities. Um, I think that there are a bunch of different ways that you can go on and figure out things. Um, one of the ways that you can do is go on Groupon and look under like the activities section and there are different like you know they'll have groupons of different things that you can do in the city sometimes they'll have like you know restaurants will have different menus that you can check out for i know in the philadelphia area in the springtime we do restaurant week where there will be like very high-end restaurants they'll discount like a whole menu and it's for a whole week and you can go out and do different things um just getting out and walking around uh, is another way. I like to run. So if I were in a new city, I would, like, be trying to figure out new paths and new ways that I could go running, finding new grocery stores. Uh, there are a multitude of things. There are different apps that are for, like, activity meetups that you can kind of, like, go bike riding with people. You can go... Uh, Trail, I'm about to say trail hunting, follow different trails. So there are so many different ways. And I think no better time than now as spring approaches that more people will be getting outside and also baby boy. Another thing that is rarely it's becoming a rarity these days is just speaking to people. And sometimes we're so caught up in our cell phones and other different things that like we don't even Communicate like how we used to. If you're, see a neighbor, say hi. Say, hey, I'm Jonathan. New to the city. Like, you know, make friends that way because word of mouth, honestly, is the best way. And obviously at your new, um, work, you'll make friends through your coworkers. So I, there's a multitude of things that you can do, Jonathan. Um, and good luck on your new move to your new city. Summer McVeigh writes, I would love to hear your thoughts on Real Housewives of Atlanta and Kenya's potential divorce. Now, baby, I fell off of Atlanta a little, little bit, but I have caught up on like the last three episodes. Um, and so this is another thing that I was trying to figure out was I can't remember. Like, I don't remember in like the summertime reading the headlines of Kenya possibly getting a divorce. But we know Kenya, housewife, you know, last season she was taken off. She wasn't even a member of the cast because she had gotten married on off camera and the producers really wanted to be, really wanted it to be on the show. So as a form of like Punishment. They removed her. She's back now. We see a little bit of Kenya's relationship with her husband. Anyone that knows the show, Kenya is very outspoken. Her and one of my favorite cast members, Nini, they always go at it. Just Kenya is very loud and in your face. Um, when it comes to her husband, whenever she's around her husband, she's very shy. She's very timid. She's very submissive. Um, and it's just not like Kenya. So everything that I've seen of Kenya and Mark Daly is just weird to me because it's like either the Kenya that we see on TV is fake and that maybe she's really being like herself around her husband but the two don't match up and obviously we've seen that Kenya has stated that she's not happy in her relationship she doesn't feel like she can be herself she feels like Mark is too controlling in the sense that it's his way or no way so honestly, although I'd never want to see a family not together, and especially because Kenya has such a young daughter, Brooklyn Daly, if Kenya is not happy and he is not filling up your love tank, Kenya, uh, <laughs> although I don't want anybody sad or happy. But I mean, if you're not happy, sometimes sometimes in life, if you're not happy, you got to spring forward and do what's best for you, not for what the appearances are. So that's kind of sort of my take on Kenya and her husband, Mark Daly. Next we have EA Taylor 20 writes, random, but do you get pedicures? Uh that ain't random, EA Taylor. Yes, baby boy loves to dip his feet at the nail salon and get my toes done. Okay. And it's the summertime. So yes, I uh <laughs> I love it. And I actually get <laughs> let me wear my whistle before I tell y'all all my little secrets. But hold on, I'll tell you, hold on. Mm-mm-mm. So, yes, I get pedicures. I love it. I recently started getting gel nail polish on my feet because I like it. And sometimes when I get gel nail polish, I will, uh, I'll get a light tint of pink. Not that I want my nails like a color, but I try to get the pink that matches like my nail bed the most. So I'll try to get like a light little color. And with the gel, baby, baby boy be shining. Yes, I am all here for, uh, people, doing things for themselves, give yourself a ring, sometimes, treat. when I'm having a bad day, treat myself to a little pedicure, you know, a little mimosa with it, get a massage, but yes, I love pedicures, EA Teller, now, I don't get them as often as I would like, because baby boy is busy, but more recently, I've been trying to get me a little pedicure once a month, okay, treat yourself, spring forward, dip your feet into that warm blue water, and let them go to work on your toes. And the last Purple Pants pick of the week. Now, mind you, I didn't have got about eight messages about this Purple Pants pick, uh, but I will read Cam Marinos from Instagram says, talk about this Wendell and Michelle relationship. We've seen on the preview that Michelle said that she was going to be on a tribe with her ex-boyfriend. Now who chill out. What in the X on the beach Is going on But listen This is what I will say to that Okay My name is Bennett Okay And baby boy Ain't in it So I don't Honestly I don't know anything about That relationship Um, So you know Wendell is one of my Good good friends But you know We have our Private you know lives and so I'm not sure so I ain't on season 40 I'm not my name ain't Michelle and my name ain't Wendy Z so you, ain't no tea gonna be spilled here on a purple beans podcast okay you gonna have to ask them okay but what you can do is watch this Wednesday and see the tea because I'm going to be watching too and I report back from what I see but honestly I don't know um, that information has never come across my desk so I listen my name Bennett okay baby boy is not in it and that's going to conclude this week's purple pants picks. you guys know every Saturday and Fridays I will post a story saying drop some topics on my Instagram purple pants podcast or Bryce Isaiah B-R-I-C-E I-Z-Y-A-H And you can write anything from pop culture, anything that you want to hear about. So, and I got you. Now we are going to move it right along to advice with Bryce. Hello, Bryce. So I have an issue. I'm a 20 year old gay male in South Carolina, and I feel like I have lost hope at a serious relationship. All the men here are either in the closet or they just want sex. It seriously seems like no matter which app I try, where I go, there is no hope anywhere. Do you, you do not know how many men I have started to fall for. Then I find out they are married with kids. They bring this up after we've been talking for weeks. It's such a letdown and I will go out to gay clubs, but the nearest one is literally three hours away and I just don't have the patience or time to deal with that. I've had brief online relationships, but nothing ever really works out. I just want something real. All of my friends are dating and locking down the guys they think they are going to marry. With that, I almost feel like I've lost a lot of close friends to their boyfriends. Like, I'm a second option now. Please help your boy out. XOX icon. Now, woo, baby boy, this subject is very near and dear to my heart because I am too a a single gay male. And, you know, I am, you know, in my late 20s to early 30s. And a lot of my friends are in serious relationships now too. And so I definitely, that last piece really touches home to me because a lot of my friends, their priorities have now switched to their relationships and I always feel like sometimes people are never like sympathetic and not that I want sympathy or they're never really sympathetic to like their gay friend like their gay male friend because I feel like we always have to go through like the tumbles of relationships marriages children and like we have to always like stand by and when it comes to us I feel like I don't know but I definitely can feel and relate to you on that last part of the things Um, so what I can say to you is is that I remember when I was in my early twenties in my early teens and I wanted to be in a relationship so bad. I was like, you know, and I'm gonna be honest. I was like, and I've talked about this before. Um, I, first of all, did not want to be like, Old and gay and in a relationship I just was like in my mind at that point in like you know 1917, 18, 19, 20, I just was like ugh and I always talk about how like I never had examples of things in my life so I've never seen a happy black young gay couple in their 30s when I was 20 I never seen that never knew what it looked like so I was always so fearful of the unknown um so I was like oh I want to be in a relationship I want to be in a relationship and so I too in my teens I struggle because I'm like hey don't nobody want lock me down I'm going out I'm meeting people and you know all they want to do is hook up and I've never been one to just like hook up that ain't never really been my thing have I hooked up yes but I've always wanted like you know something more I've also dealt with like dealing with men that are on the the DL or like you know are you know have other situations that aren't conducive to our to our lifestyle um so I've definitely struggled with that what I would say to you I Icon, um, what I would challenge you is, is that spend more time. And I know this sounds so cliche, but it is so true. Spend more time on yourself because what I've learned is that that yearning to be in a relationship is really like learning, yearning for love. And if you, and I'm not saying that you don't, but I'm just speaking to myself at that time. Um, I don't think I truly loved myself at that point. And so I was just like searching for love. I wanted somebody to love me. But truth be told, how can you want someone to love you if you don't truly love yourself? And when you start to like, love and develop yourself and being who you are, you will, I know this sounds so cliche, you will uh, start to attract a different echelon of a man and you will, your priorities and your things will change. Um, I know that at times being young and, you know, seeing all your friends being in relationships is hard, but you've got to put that effort into yourself. You have to put that love into yourself. You have to do for you. Um, because if you're pressed for a relationship and you press for a man, you're just going to continue to get the same type of people that you're getting. And I would also say, what is the one thing in the equation that we've that you read to me about is the same? Your approach. I'm not sure what your approach is, but like dating apps, like I mean, I don't know what <laughs> you know you gotta switch up the type of person that you want. And sometimes I feel like in our head, we have this facade of what we want. Like, ooh, I want him to be six, four. I want him to have a six pack. I want him. We have this like facade when sometimes the person that really could be right for you may not be what you think. right for you but they might be the perfect person and that's where i say like loving yourself learning yourself more going out of your way to do things for you and as you will learn about yourself more you will elevate and then your priorities will change and sometimes we got to be open because i i another story like this guy that i was dating with i never i wasn't really into him i wasn't like physically attracted to him um but he was a great guy like you know and I just wasn't, I, I wouldn't really give him the time of the day. Now, in retrospect, I feel like had I given him the time of the day, baby boy probably would be, you know, I'd be married with some kid, but you know, that was my own insecurities because I didn't really care and love about myself enough. Had I been secure and loved myself enough, I would have got a chance to get to know that person. So I think there is a combination of different things Um, that you've got to be open to new things that might not be aesthetically what you think you want. You got to be open. Also, you got to try things different. If these dating apps and online ain't working for you, then maybe we shouldn't be going around the same route that we're going. Uh, also, like, you know, go, I don't know if whether or not people actually meet at the clubs like I used to chat. Listen, I spent many a nights and many a days in the club and I never met anybody in the club. I would go to the club because I wanted to be with my friends and hang out so I feel like you have to change the way that you go about things and I feel like you could get a different re- result and if you are just fishing with apples and ain't nothing biting apples we might need to change the bait you know we might need to change the location we might need to change our ride like so I feel like that you've got to switch it up and also be patient sometimes things don't come always when we want them but they always come on time. So I hope that that helps. Obviously, you know, I love you, boo. I wish you the well DM me or send me a, uh, an email and let me know if you think this advice helped you. And as always, guys, if you guys want some advice with Bryce, you can email me at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. Baby boy with love to help now we're going to move right along to this week's which has become popular by demand I can't tell you how many messages I get about Bob's message and every I tell y'all every comment that I see I screenshot it and send it to her and she loves it but without further ado here is this week's Barb's message
1: hi there it's Miss Barb again and I have been blessed with this opportunity to once again share if the mountain seems too big today Then climb a hill instead. If the morning brings you sadness, it's okay to stay in bed. If the day ahead weighs heavy and your plans feel like a curse, there's no shame in rearranging. Don't make yourself feel worse. If a shower stings like needles and a bath feels like you'll drown, if you haven't washed your hair for days, don't throw away your crown. A day is not a lifetime. A rest is not defeat. Don't think of it as failure, just a quiet, kind retreat. It's okay to take a moment from an anxious, fractured mind. The world will not stop turning while you get realigned. The mountain will still be there when you want to try again. You can climb it in your own time. Just love yourself till then. Love you. And that's this
2: week's Barb's Message. Please tweet, write me a message, and let me know what you think. We love to hear from you. Thanks again, mommy. And moving right along to the freak of the week. Now, baby, I told y'all this week I was out. I'm drinking my electrolytes. I don't know why I keep saying electrolytes. Y'all know me. I'm crazy. Don't, baby, don't mind. I was drinking my electrolytes in my bed trying to get some rest, and I'm scrolling through the ins. The Graham, and I happen to see you know uh, a zaddy of mine who was actually in the the Bryce Isaiah twenty twenty zaddy calendar, Daniel Lou who was actually on Survivor Amazon with our good baby boy Robert, and this boy then posted a photo. I'm gonna read the caption first. It says, "Ladies, who wants to quarantine and chill?" Okay, Daniel then posted up with one of like the and <laughs> he posted up with you know. The coronavirus is real. You see people with these masks on. But first of all, I want y'all to know that about... 80% of the masks that y'all see are just like the painter's masks that you get. They don't really help, okay? You need the actual real mask. And mind you, Danny has on the real mask. He's got about four masks. He's got some Clorox. He's got some baby wipes. It looks like he's got some, I don't even know what this thing is. He got some paper towels. He got some hand sanitizer not made by Tito's, okay? And he is saying, ladies, who wants to quarantine and chill? You know what? I fell all the way out no y'all not trying to quarantine to chill i'm just trying to get a text back okay y'all quarantine to chill danny lou is hilarious y'all gotta go to his instagram page it's daniel lou official on the instagram please tag him up and let him know that he is the purple pants freak of the week and with that guys it is going to conclude this week's episode as always thank you so much for listening i am humbly honored that we go together Yes, and so keep up the good work, but I mean, not keep up the good work. I sound like a teacher. y'all know, I went to school to be a teacher, so you know I'm always encouraging, but make sure you guys spring it forward this week. Don't let nothing stop you, and I'll see you next week. you won't see me, but you'll hear my illustrious voice and cause you already know it's a it's a, it's a, it's a. <laughs>
0: This is Rob Sesternino thanking you for listening to this episode of our Reality TV Rehab Ups. Shows like this are made possible because of you, the listener, and the support of our RHAP patron community, connecting reality TV fans around
1: the globe. To start getting access to all of the perks of becoming a patron, visit us at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. Hope you enjoyed the show.